Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. To everyone in Southeast Louisiana, it is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Monday. We're beginning our week in stride. It is Casey Justclair here. We've got a fun show coming your way. We'll be live as always until one o'clock. I've got an LSU game to talk about. I've got a Saints game to talk about. And boy, are those two games on the opposite end of the spectrum there. You got LSU awfully excited after beating Arkansas. You got the New Orleans Saints who were awfully disappointed after losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about both throughout the course of the show. I've got our W's and L's to hand out. And then, of course, we've got some high school to talk about in all the first 30 or so minutes of the show. Let's thank our sponsors to uh, today on this beautiful, beautiful day in Southeast Louisiana. Y'all, if you're a fan of winter, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but like if you're a fan of winter, like this is going to be your week, man. Like it's right now, it's as warm as it's going to be like all week. <laughs> if you look at the temperature forecast for the next couple of days, we're going to have some 50s, some 40s, some 30s. Like it's going to be cold. It's going to be very cold. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. The Blue Boot Foundation, we want to thank them. We want to thank Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Booty. We want to thank Southland Dodge and Homa. We want to thank Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organization. So, let's talk about this uh, for the next 10 or so minutes before we go to Brian. Uh, football playoff games played throughout the state of Louisiana. We start in the Division One non-select bracket. Number 17, Wachita Parish defeats number 16, Hanville, 35-21. to They move on to the next round. They'll take on number one, Rustin. Denham Springs, the number nine seed. They get a 39-6 to win over number 24, Covington. Denham Springs will take on Benton in the next round. Benton, the eight seed, defeated 25, Ponchatoula, 41-7. Zachary, the five seed and one of the favorites every year to win the state championship. They get a 42-7 win over Santa Mont. They'll now take on, how about this second round matchup? Zachary and West Monroe. West Monroe, the 12 seed, defeats number 21, Chalmette, 45-6. North Shore, the 13 seed. They defeat number 20, Salmon, 21-14. They'll now take on number four, Southside, who had a bye. Destrahan, the number three seed, had a bye. They'll take on number 14, Dutchtown, who defeated number 19, Parkway, 42-8. East St. John had a big lead earlier, uh, early in the game on Walker. Walker storms back, but the Wildcats survive. East St. John gets a 29-28 win. The 11th seed moves on. They'll now take on number 27 seed, Houghton. Houghton defeated number 6, Airline, 36-26. So East St. John will face Houghton in the next round. Number 7, Slidell gets a 55-22 win over number 26, Hammond. They'll now take on number 10, Westgate, who defeated Bell Chase, 35 to 14. East Ascension, the 15 seed. They shut out number 18, West Wachita, 37 to nothing. 
East Ascension will now take on number two, Neville. Now let's also look at Division Two non-select. We're going to break down Division One and Two today, select and non-select, and then tomorrow we'll break down three and four, select and non-select. Division Two non-select. Iowa is the number one seed. They got an opening round by number seventeen, Abbeville, defeats number sixteen, Bruley, thirty-six to fourteen. Abbeville is going to take on Iowa in the next round. Number nine, Leesville defeats number twenty-four, Pearl River, forty-two to fourteen. They'll now take on Jennings, the 25 seed, who upset number eight, Plaquem, in 28 to 25. Dre Troskler's first season at Plaquem and ends in a first round playoff defeat. Also, an upset in Division II non select. Number 28, the last team into the field, Brobridge, gets an upset win over number five, Carroll, 21 to 17. Brobridge will now take on Iota, who defeated Northwest 28 to 0 in a matchup of 12 versus 21. The 13 seed, our buddy Dennis Gaines of Cecilia, they win and move on to the next round. They defeat Franklinton 35-28. to Cecilia will take on North DeSoto, who is on a bye. Opelousas is the three seed. They're on a bye. They'll take on Lakeshore in the second round. Lakeshore is the 14 seed. They defeat number 19, Albany 27-8. Number 11, St. Martinville defeats the Ritter 28-7 in an 11-22 versus matchup. St. Martinville will take on Lutcher, the sixth seed, who defeated Wasman 42-12. Number seven, Church Point defeats number 26, Rain, 62 to 43 in the opening round. They'll now take on North Vermilion, the 23 seed, who upset number 10, Franklin Parish, 35 to 28 in the opening round. And lastly, in Division Two non-select, you got number 15, Erath, defeating number 18, Eunice, 34 to 30. Erath will take on West Feliciana, the two seed. West Feliciana had an opening round bye. Now we go to select, Division One select. Number one, Warren Easton had a bye. They'll take on number 17, Captain Shreve, in the second round. Captain Shreve, the 17th seed, defeated number 16, Tioga. Boy, every single 17 has beaten the 16 so far that we've looked at. Um, Acadiana, the 9th seed, takes full advantage of number 24, Riverdale. 70 to nothing, Acadiana wins. They'll take on Karen Crow in the second round. Number 5, Northwood of Shreveport had a bye. They'll take on number 12, St. Paul's, in the second round. St. Paul's outlast Holy Cross in the 12 versus 21 matchup. Number 13, Brother Martin defeats number 20, Woodlawn of Baton Rouge, 45-20. to 20. Brother Martin will now take on St. Aug in a district rematch. John Curtis is number three. They had a bye. They'll take on number 19, Jesuit, in the second round because Jesuit, the 19th seed, blasted number 14, Huntington, 45-9. to 9. Number 22, Alexandria rolls past number 11, McKinley, 42 to nothing. But we're seeing some lopsided scores with the underdogs getting the win. Alexandria will now take on Bird, who's the number six seed in the second round. Carr is the favorite in this bracket, even though they're the seven seed. They had an opening round bye. They'll take on number 10, Scotlandville, in the second round. Scotlandville defeats East Jefferson, 43-8. The number 15 seed, Archbishop Rumble, defeats 18, John Errett, 31-24. Rumble will take on Catholic of Baton Rouge in a 15-versus-2 matchup in the second round. Division two select. The last bracket that we'll run through. Number one, number one, St. Thomas Moore had a bye. They'll take on number 16, Helen Cox, who defeated number 17, St. Michael the Archangel, 24-21. St. Louis, Coach Mathern's crew, they get an opening round playoff win, 23 to nothing over number 24, Northside. St. Louis will now take on number 8, Madison Prep, in the second round. Madison Prep had a bye. Number 5, John F. Kennedy had a bye. They'll take on number 21, Hannon, who defeated number 12, Kenner Discovery Health Sciences, 34-20. Circle that matchup because the winner of that matchup will face the winner of this matchup, which is Evangel. 
getting a 60 to nothing win over Struma. They'll now take on E.D. White, the number four seed who had an opening round by. The winner between Kennedy and Hannon will face the winner between Evangel and E.D. White in the third round. De La Salle, undefeated through the regular season. They're the three seed. They got an opening round by. They'll be facing Vanderbilt on Friday, who also had an opening round by. The 19-seed Terriers take advantage of Landry, who's... Uh, was the 14th seed and scheduled to face them, but had to forfeit because of use of an ineligible player. Number 11, McDonough 35, defeats number 22, Peabody 28-24. to The 11th seed will now take on number 6, Lafayette Christian, who had an opening round bye. Number 7, Shaw had an opening round bye. They'll take on number 10, Livingston Collegiate, who defeated Frederick Douglass 36-14. to Then lastly, number 15, George Washington Carver, defeats number 18, Booker T. Washington 15-8. to Carver will take on number two, Turlings Catholic, in the second round. Local teams, we're not going to go through these brackets until tomorrow, but I could tell you locally, Homa Christian fell in Division Three Select 40-7 to against North Lake Christian. And I could tell you that CCA also fell on Friday night against Sacred Heart 32-8. to So the only two Lafouche and Terrebonne teams we have left are Vanderbilt and E.D. White, but we're certainly also rooting for some of the ancillary teams, some of the teams from the surrounding area. Central Catholic of Morgan City being one of them. Berwick is still alive. Patterson's still alive. Destrehan, all those, Lutcher, all those teams were rooting for you all to make a strong playoff push. Let's catch a break when we get back. Brian Colley here on play-by-play for his Monday morning interview. We'll talk, uh, I'm sure, some college and pro with the coach, but we'll also get a rundown of the high school sports season, basketball-wise, but things are really starting to heat up. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Do you have a pest control problem? 
Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. KLEB, Casey Jiskler here. It's Monday. That means it's time to go down the bayou. We're going to have South Lafouche High School Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on the line for his usual Monday interview. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing? Hey, good morning, Casey. Doing well. Yes, sir. Happy to hear it. Um, bro, it's it's a fun time. You know, usually we would be here talking about, you know, the, the latest football matchup. Football season uh, locally is pretty much washed. We've got just two local teams in the playoffs. So now we got to shift gears and go to basketball season. The Lady Tarpons open up their year tonight against John Curtis, play a busy schedule this week. They're playing EDY tomorrow, Bourgeois Wednesday. They'll be tested and challenged tonight. Also in the Homa area, we've got a big boys basketball matchup between HL Bourgeois and Ellender. It's that time of the year, man. Time to earn some power points. Time to see who gets off to a strong start. Yeah, look, Lady Tarpons uh, starting off with uh, three games. Right off the bat, so uh, you know, hopefully uh, they, they're ready to go. They got a tough one tonight in John Curtis. Uh, you know, they've been uh, a lot of championships they have under their belt. So, it'll uh, be a tough one tonight for the Lady Tarpons. But you know, you see where what you got early on. Then you got to come back in Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, no practice time. That's the thing about it. Uh, the way they schedule those games. But uh, you know, I'm sure they're gonna be ready and. Looking forward to uh, going watching them play tonight. Then I'll probably head out and try and catch some of the uh, HL uh, in the game, which is going to be a pretty good game. Tell me about that. Um, you know, in terms of both, really, you could you could make the argument that any of the coaches that we're talking about could be in this same situation. Is that okay? Darian will be facing John Curtis tonight. Darian Jenkins, that is, and the Lady Tarpons will be facing John Curtis. Their team that's going to get a lot of points, right? They're going to they're gonna win a bunch of games, win, lose, or draw. They're going to win a bunch of games. It won't be, you know, a, a, it'll be a big PowerPoint opportunity. The same could be said for Andrew Kiawed and, and, and Cornell Scott, which, you know, whoever wins or loses that game will be in good position because the other should have a strong year. But I guess on the flip side to that is you're also playing a really strong opponent when you're maybe not all the way, you know, gelled or in shape. Or how would you, how would you used to approach scheduling when it came to that would you kind of try to ease into it like maybe some college football teams do or just hey right out of the gate let's go get it well you you always you want to start off your year on a on a winning note and uh you know you look for some teams that you could compete with but in the past we've 
we were always started years when I first took over, and then even before that, we would open up with Newman. So uh, that's not easy. You know, that's a tough game. Uh, Rumble a few times. You play early on, and uh, you know, it, it's it's a it's a situation where it's year by year. You never know, you know, how these teams are going to be. But uh, in the past, what I would try to do is uh, I'd schedule some football teams where. I would look and hope their, uh, the football teams would go deep into the playoffs. And I try to sneak one up on those guys, play them a little earlier, hopefully get a victory. And knowing when they get their football guys back that they would uh, probably win a little bit more games. But uh, they're still good without the football people. So uh, it, it's tough. You know, you got you can look at it different ways, but you definitely want to try and get a, a victory to start your season off. Yeah, for sure. Um, for the Lady Tarpons, you know, you're facing a multiple-time state champion in John Curtis. It's some like four or five years in a row that they've won the state championship. So it'll be a big challenge tonight. Is there ever a situation, and look, you guys have played the Peabody's and you guys have played, well, hell, Ellen, they're in and of itself. That's a state power. You guys have played all those teams. When you face a team like that, does it present a situation where when you're watching it back on film, you could almost like teach the kids, like, okay, you see the way they're guarding and executing, like that's championship level execution. Can you learn something from watching the way another championship level team approaches the game on tape? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's why we we, we schedule some teams like Jesuit and Shaw. Uh, Jesuit runs kind of that motion offense that we used to run, and after we play them, we, you, you know, you watch the film and you say, look, guys, look how they they're running their offense. Compared to where we run our offense, look how hard they're going. Look at their cuts that they're doing, and you see the success that they have. And so, yeah, definitely you can watch that film and pick up things from what your, the way your opponents do things and uh, learn from it. Tonight, um, out of Terrebonne High School, to be a big, big matchup. The Patriots are looking to start off their season on the strong foot. Um, the, the Braves are looking to do the same. I know there's a lot of star power both ways. You know, uh, Ellen, there has some great guard play. H. Bourgeois in the same situation. You saw both teams at the Jamboree. What are some keys both ways tonight? If you're Andrew or also if you're coach Cornell Scott, uh, just from watching the Jamboree and it's only a small sample now, not much of it, but, uh, this game's a toss up in my opinion. Uh, I think Bourgeois is going to have to try and, get out there and get their guards involved early, uh, pressure the basketball, see if they can force some turnovers, and they have to shoot the ball well. When uh, Bourgeois shoots the ball well from the outside, they're a tough team to beat. Uh, Ellen, on the other hand, they got to get Hampton involved in their offense, and they're going to have to get some guys stepping up. They can uh, possibly shoot the ball. And Ellen may have a little advantage uh, if they can get the ball on the inside drawing fouls, but uh, I think it's going to be a very good game, and uh, it could also be a, a very uh, fast-paced game. So take the over. <laughs> I feel like they're going to be playing yeah. the transition. Huh? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk about this. Well, they they got to finish at the rim. Right. Um, in a game like this, I always say, and you know, when when Taylor's giving his turtles tips before our broadcast, he always says, "You got to make your free throws." You know, it's going to be two teams are going to be playing up and down the floor. Transition offense usually leads to a lot of fouling, which leads to a lot of free throws. Both teams are going to probably shoot 20-plus tonight. Both teams are probably going to get in the bonus tonight. Got to get that feeling that the charity stripe is going to go a long way in deciding it tonight. Yeah, and look, uh, it's uh, how the officials are going to call this game. 
will, will have a, an impact, I think, early on before our teams would have to adjust to, to the way they call them because if they're calling it tight, you know, you might see some teams get out their press a little earlier or if they're letting you play a little bit, you might stay in there in the press a little bit longer. And you're right, getting to the free throw line and finishing uh, is a big part. I know for, for us, we always wanted to make more free throws than what our opponents took in the game. And it's crazy how that worked at least probably over 95% of the time when that would happen, we would uh, be on the winning end. Yeah, for sure. For the Lady Tarpons, you you know, John Curtis, and then you play E.D. White, and then you play Bourgeois. Almost feels like, you know, in an indirect way, like Darren and her staff could almost just like approach it like it's a tournament, man. Like just three games in three days. I know they'll all be in different venues, but it's almost like a little weekend tournament to start the year where, you know, you, you get the get out and, you know, play three straight and, and, and see what you got. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, hopefully uh, it's early on, so you can't, there's not much film, but I'm sure, you know, they've played them in the past and you, um, to try and get some type of game plan. But, uh, you know, if you're hitting John Curtis up game one, uh, you know, hopefully there's a – you go back and look at things they've done last year and you had uh, the whole offseason. I know I would have been at it the whole offseason trying to find out a different way to try and beat this team tonight, sneak up on them, uh, and, and and then they try and get the victory. But, yeah, you can treat it like a, a tournament and it's a, a good way of looking at it. Where uh, and the travel was not that far, I think, because you got um, when you playing at HL, I think, and then at uh, Ed White after. So yeah. the travel is not too far, and uh, in Central tonight. So uh, yeah, three days in a row, a little time to prepare for for the second and third game. But uh, hopefully, they can uh, pull it out. LSU gave us a scare on Saturday, but heck, you know, a lot of folks expected that. You're playing in the cold, and quite frankly, you got lucky that Arkansas's quarterback didn't play in the game. Um, but you did things that you needed to do to get the win at the end. Harold Perkins was an absolute monster. Uh, you did some things to you know keep the pace and win the SEC West. And it's crazy to think that with two whole games left in the regular season, this is a team that's already punched their ticket to Atlanta. No one ever saw that coming at the beginning of the year, but, man, it's crazy how that the season has evolved. Yeah, you know, it, it, people are talking about, the, you know, the LSU offense with Daniels and stuff, but, uh, look, their defense, uh, it, it's amazing how fast that their defensive secondary is coming up and making plays. And it looks like Arkansas had the edge a few times, but they, they closed so fast to the football. It, it's It's amazing. And... <clears throat> I just can't understand some of these uh, and uh, these programs, uh, coaches that are you know you play in LSU. If you look on paper, and you uh, this you know be honest on paper, Arkansas shouldn't be in this game. Well, when you got a chance to take points yes. against LSU yes. and you don't, you know I mean shame on you, and because. If on, on paper you're not supposed to win the game, well, just give me a chance to win it in the fourth quarter or even be ahead in the fourth quarter and not taking these points early. It, it's just I can't understand what they're thinking of. And you get the ball at midfield and you go for it. Well, you give LSU the ball in a short field, they're going to score. Why not pin them back and – Again, extend that game and try and get into the fourth quarter or shorten the game and get into the fourth quarter. Uh, it's beyond me. I just can't understand it. And LSU took advantage of it and, you know, came away with the victory. 
Bro, I'm all for going for it if it's like fourth and a foot. But these coaches now, it's like fourth and three, fourth and four. Like they're following their analytics sheet. Well, your analytics sheet's dumb. Like why are, why are you not punting and kicking the ball down the field? Arkansas went for it on fourth and like two or three on the play where they got stopped you were talking about. Earlier in the game, they had a dead red field goal opportunity like the five-yard line. It's fourth and four. They're going for it. Like, I don't understand it either, bro. You're preaching to the choir there. I say that every Saturday and Sunday. These coaches have lost their way, man. Yeah, the, the analytics stuff, that, that's, it has no you know, feel for the game. Uh, it, it's just, yeah, okay, we're supposed to do this. Well, I mean, what is the flow of the game? How is it going? And uh, it just... It doesn't make sense to me. If I got a chance to get points against LSU, yeah, I'm taking them any any time I have that chance. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. They go get blasted in Pittsburgh, man. It was ugly. It was ugly. They got beat up up front. They couldn't move the ball. They struggled throughout the course of the game. Defensively, they struggled to get stops against a really poor Steelers offense. The Saints are 3-7. and seven. Tampa Bay won again yesterday, so they're now two games back in the division, and Tampa Bay also has the head-to-head. Bro, I love you, man. I know you love your Saints. This thing is over, bro. They're, they're, this team is done. Flopping, dead in the water, belly up. Yeah, it's over. Uh, I, I just can't understand some of uh, their thinking also where uh, I'm not sure if it's the play calling or if it's just Andy Dalton that's just that terrible where, uh, I mean, third and eight, how many times they can throw a one-yard pass? <laughs> it's consistent. That's all. There's, you know, another thing consistent, when there's a deep ball, thrown against the Saints, there's a penalty. It's going to be holding illegal uh, hands to the head or face or whatever, <clears throat> or flat-out pass interference. It's just uh, it's a train wreck, and uh, it's easy to blame, you know, the, the team right now. But think back just a couple of years ago, uh, everyone knew where uh, Drew Brees was at his end of his playing career. What did Mickey Loomis do? He sat on his tail. How can, and you're looking back now. I mean, he should have had a, a another franchise quarterback coming in or drafting some or or something, and, and they they did nothing. Look who they had. I mean, that that's uh, to me that's embarrassing. He just sat on his tail, and uh, or his talent evaluation needs to be seriously uh, thought of. Bro, they, they they drafted Ian Book, who's maybe the worst pro quarterback that any of us have ever seen. That's who they thought the replacement. Isn't that scary to think that? Everyone in that building thought Ian Book would be the guy. We saw him play on Monday night. He was he was completely scared to death. Yeah, then look, Saints fans, just uh, take a look at the, the job that Mickey Loomis is doing. Uh, there's talk now why Peyton left because him and Loomis had a fallen out. So uh, I think the wrong guy left the building. Yeah, it's hard to deny that, bro. You know, one thing that also gets me is, man. You know, you talked about the third and eights where they're throwing one-yard passes. How about how many third and twos there are where Taysom Hill's not even in the game? You know, that's that's probably your biggest weapon. He could run it. He could throw it. He's definitely your best power back. They're facing third and one, fourth and one, and number seven isn't even on the field. I don't understand it, bro. I don't get it. All right, then he gets maybe, what, five touches uh, in, in the game. Uh, you run the ball maybe 40 yards as a, as a team, and uh, it, it's just bad overall. It, it, it's uh, it's bad. And look, I honestly, I, I think the defense is not terrible. They I, they're doing enough to keep the team in the game. 
you know, it may not look that way, but 20 points given up, uh, they're doing enough, I think, to, to give your team a chance to win. It's just the offense is, is, is zero. Yeah, it, it's painful to watch. But, well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. I'll, I'll likely see you tonight over at the girls' basketball gym out at Central Lafourche, and uh, we could uh, continue this conversation there, my man. Appreciate you. I'll head out to that game, and I'll uh, we'll catch some bourgeois after. But, so, uh, thanks for having me again. Yep, sounds like a winner, bro. That is Coach Brian Colley with South Lafourche High School doing a great job, as always. Whew, he touched on some stuff there. We could have continue to go in and in on that. The, the, the Saints are a mess, man, but we'll talk about that a little later in the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's talk some Tigers in the next segment. Um, LSU survived. A lot of folks didn't expect that, but they survived. Get the win and win the SEC West. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Do you want a free, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors is given a brand-new golf cart. All you must do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle, and you get a chance to win. By November 1st till January 31st, and you get a chance to win a new EasyGo Gas golf cart. Come to Golden Motors and get your new pre-owned or car, truck, or SUV and get a chance to bring home a new golf cart. Oh, by the way, we have a great selection of Chevy Silverados and Equinox or Trailblazers, and they're arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Come see us on Highway 3235 and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a butterball grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on Honeysuckle or best choice grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com.
The LSU football team survived. They got through a very pesky challenge from Arkansas on Saturday. Get a 13-10 win. Casey Gisclair here on play-by-play. We'll talk about all of it. A couple of notes. Um, look, man, in the course of an SEC season, you got to get lucky sometimes. I ain't going to lie to you. LSU got lucky on Saturday. Got lucky on Saturday. They're lucky that K.J. Jefferson, the Arkansas starting quarterback, did not play. Had K.J. Jefferson been available, straight up, you'd have lost. Let's get that out of the way, right out of the gate. Had K.J. Jefferson played, LSU would have lost. Arkansas was instead relegated to Malik Hornsby, who's amongst the worst SEC quarterbacks that I've ever seen play, was 4 of 9, passing 24 yards, and Oh, bro, he's got elite track speed. Yeah, that's cool. Well, so does the LSU secondary and linebackers, and they were just running him down and sacking his ass the entire game. Kate Fortin, or Fortin uh, was okay. He was better. He threw it a little bit better. But let's be honest, the long pass he completed on third and 17 and then the long fly that he completed for a touchdown, kind of, kind of lucky, kind of flukish plays, right? The third and 17 pass should have been intercepted. The other one was a 50-50 ball that they just kind of made a play on. If you're making your living doing that, you're not going to have sustained offense. But LSU survives. They get a 13-10 to win. Offense was a mess. Offense was a complete mess. And quite frankly, I didn't like the play calling very much on Saturday. I thought LSU didn't take advantage of the run game nearly enough. And you guys are going to sit back and maybe look at the box score and say, well, they ran it 51 times. They threw it 15 times. Oh, contraire. Uh, Jaden Daniels had 19 carries for 10 yards. About probably 15 or 16 of those 19 carries were designed pass plays that he either got sacked or just scrambled and got a yard or two. We talk about moments here a lot. The Ole Miss game was like the statement game, right? That LSU's here. We're here to stay. Brian Kelly's got this turned around. LSU's here to stay. The Alabama game was the two-point conversion game, like the changing of the guard. And, you know, hey, Kelly's no longer at Notre Dame. He's got SEC athletes. This is what it looks like whenever he has SEC athletes. Saturday was the Jaden Daniels needs to come back to school for his senior season game for three reasons. A, a California boy didn't look like he enjoyed playing in the cold very much. From the get-go, he looked like he was struggling to hold the ball. His grip on the football throughout the course of the game didn't look very secure. He put one on the turf. The interception that he threw early in the game, the ball just flat slipped out of his hands. He didn't have a good, strong grip on the ball in the cold weather. Second is that he didn't look poised after the turnovers, right? We hadn't seen Daniels turn over the ball all season. Coming into the game, he had one interception, and it was on the last play from scrimmage against Tennessee. Just kind of a throw it up in the end zone, see what happens throw. He hadn't turned it over all year. Saturday, he turned it over early, and it looked like he played a lot of the game fearful of turning it over again, which to me is not a great trait. Though he is obviously a great player. That's not a great trait. That's a bad habit that needs to be broken. And lastly, he just didn't manage the pocket very well. Arkansas was 
spying Daniels in the middle of the field with the middle linebacker. They were also rushing very wide and not allowing him to break outside. So what we saw probably 15 times on Saturday was Daniels either kind of sort of step up into the pocket and then kind of make a break for it, get tackled by the spy. What we saw was Daniels try to break outside, running really wide, but those ends who were there were grabbing him by the back and bringing him down for big losses. And what we didn't see and what we needed to see was Daniels just slightly stepping up into the pocket of hair to get away from the wide rushers, stay in there, and fire darts to the wide receivers. That's what we needed to see. And that's what we didn't get a whole lot of, except for really one pass that I'm thinking of where he fired a missile to Kayshawn Booty who caught it at the one-yard line. I thought that LSU... Missed some opportunities to gash Arkansas in the run game. Stronger Josh Williams had a great performance. 19 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. And I think that they could have maybe made things a little bit easier for Jaden Daniels in the process. Two more points that I want to touch on. One of them is very positive. One of them is kind of a little more negative. On the positive, um, Harold Perkins is going to end up being the best defensive player in the history of LSU unless if something changes. The kid had four sacks on Saturday. He was all over the field. I don't use terms like best or greatest or one of a kind or once in a lifetime. I don't use terms like that a lot because I feel like terms like that are often exaggerated and often overused. Harold Perkins plays the game a way that I've never seen any other linebacker play. He's 6'2", 220, which is a wide receiver build. And he runs like a wide receiver. He dropped into coverage several times on Saturday and guarded wide receivers without a problem. He's 6'2", 220, which is also SEC size for an outside linebacker. So he blocks. He gets by tackles. When you're trying to chip him, he gets through that. He's got the strength of a linebacker, but the speed and quickness and footwork and savvy of a safety or a defensive back with the brute force tackling ability of a defensive lineman. By the time that guy's a junior, if there are, God forbid, no injuries, if there are, God forbid, you know, no types of issues or behavioral issues or anything like that, by the time that guy's a junior, he's going to be in line to contend for the Heisman Trophy. He does things like the Honey Badger did for LSU back in the day. And I never thought I would see another guy like that in Baton Rouge. A guy who just lines up on the edge and just goes takes the quarterback's head off all game long. And then every once in a while, he'll just pull the ball out. He was forcing fumbles. He's recovering fumbles. Like the dude was out of his mind on Saturday. And Arkansas knew that he was coming and still couldn't stop him. You talk about freak athleticism. The most impressive thing that Perkins did on Saturday was something that cost LSU a touchdown. Hear me out. The most impressive thing Harold Perkins did Saturday is something that cost LSU a touchdown. The first strip sack that he got where he's tackling the quarterback Hornsby. Any other player in the world would have just been content 
to lay on the quarterback while the rest of the guys on the field are deciding the fumble. But Harold Perkins is such a badass that he spins off of the quarterback, does some matrix stuff, and goes and tries to recover the fumble, and in the process kind of bumps uh, Jay Ward, I believe it was, off of his spot, and he was in line to scoop and score. If Perkins isn't a freak athlete and isn't, you know, spinning out of a strip sack to go try to recover the fumble, something that no other player in the country would even be athletic enough to do, LSU gets a scoop and score touchdown right there. That guy plays with a an athleticism and an energy and a versatility that we've not seen in college football in a long time, and we may have never seen in Baton Rouge. If he continues to blossom, my God, what a talent. And what it does is teams are now going to have to scheme. All right, we can't let Farty beat us. Well, guess what's going to start happening? B.J. Ojolari is going to get more one-on-ones. Mike Baskerville is going to start getting some favorable matchups. Next year when Mason Smith's there, you can't double-team him. You can't double-team everybody. Jacqueline Roy will get some more favorable matchups. Makai Wingo will get some more favorable matchups. Ali Gay, Quincy Wiggins, Savion Jones. And it'll make the entire defense better. The last point that I want to make is this. I thought there were some critical mistakes that Brian Kelly made on Saturday. Great coach. I'm a thousand percent all in on the Brian Kelly hype train but I thought he made some crucial mistakes on Saturday. Um, Bro, just punt the damn ball. They had a fourth and one deep inside their own territory. Just punt the damn ball. Tries to go for it. There's a penalty. Then they do line up the punt team. They try a fake punt and then have a penalty. Like, just punt it. Just punt it. There are times he's going for Like, there's too much fourth down stuff. And I mean this across all of football, professional and college. There's way too much fourth down nonsense in today's game. Oh, bruh, analytics sheet. The analytics sheet said, I don't give a damn what your analytics sheet says. Punt the ball and kick field goals. I'm thinking of about 15 instances on Saturday or Sunday where I saw a coach go with the analytics sheet and go forward in awkward positions. I'm thinking just once or twice where that worked. Once or twice, more far more often than not, what we saw was a mistake. Team gets stuffed, doesn't score when they should have scored. Team gets stopped in their own field position. Brian Kelly said after the game that he does follow the analytics and does have a sheet and a guide to help him make those decisions. But he also said that there are some times where he overrules the sheet, including on fourth down late in the game. Remember LSU had like a third and 18 They ran the ball to Noah Kane, and he almost got the first down. So when LSU punted the ball back to Arkansas at the end, it was fourth and one. Brian Kelly conceded that after the game, or conceded after the game, rather, that the analytics sheet told him to go for it right there, but he overruled the sheet. Great idea, coach. How about I got an even better idea? Let's overrule even having a sheet, and let's just punt the damn football when it's fourth down and you're inside your own territory. Let's kick field goals when it's fourth down and we're in their territory. I think we would be all better off as a result. Let's catch a break. LSU gets a big win, as we said. Kind of odd. Before the break, kind of odd. I want to mention this. LSU's playing UAB Saturday. A lot of folks would think that LSU would be like a 
four-point favorite against UAB. They're not. It's only a 14-point spread. And though I'll admit I rarely, if ever, go against Las Vegas, just wondering if they got that number right. I think they might be overreacting and drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit based on what happened against Arkansas. Because I tell you this, if Alabama were playing UAB, it wouldn't be no 14-point spread. That number feels light to me. And if there are any sports bettors out there such as myself, I'm going two, three, maybe even four units right now on LSU minus 14 against UAB. Because I think by the time they think this out a little bit more, by the time we get to Friday or Saturday, I think that line's going to be closer to 18 or 19. I think that line's going to move in LSU's favor by the time we get to game day. So just a thought, if you're an early better and, you know, hey, Brian Kelly has his press conference today and he doesn't say anything about an injury or anything that we don't know about, 14 points just feels light for LSU against a 5-5 five and five Conference USA team who's playing in Death Valley. But that's just me. Let's get to break. When we get back, we'll talk about the debacle that is the New Orleans Saints here on Play by Play. All that and more in the next segment of the show. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Perfect. It is the absolute perfect song to segue into our New Orleans Saints segment, much like I did to the Mets. In terms of the Saints' postseason chances, guess what, folks? Hate to say it. But it is what it is. Ain't going nowhere. That division's going to Tampa Bay, Tom. The Saints are 3-7. and seven. The Saints are terrible. Let's start the segment like just by saying it like that. The Saints are terrible. We've now played 10 games. I'm okay with first-year coaches having issues, right? I'm okay with that. It happens. But you know what needs to not happen? Or what does need to happen, rather? Let me rephrase that. You know what does need to happen when a first-year coach has issues? You need to see the team start to, you know, get better. Make progress. And not have so many repeat mistakes. The Saints turn over the football and they commit penalties in droves. That's what they do. What did we see yesterday in Pittsburgh? They lost the turnover battle 2 to nothing, and they committed 10 penalties. Over and over and over. It's the same song and dance. Second verse, same as the first, every single week. Another thing that you shouldn't be seeing. Look, bro, this is the NFL. Bad teams beat good teams in the NFL all the time. But what you shouldn't be seeing, because let's be honest, most of the bad teams beating good teams type games are back and forth, 50-50 games, could go either way. Maybe the bad team misses a field goal, gets a punt blocked, a little flukish play, changes it in any direction. What you shouldn't be seeing is a bad team dominating anyone. The Steelers doubled New Orleans in yards yesterday. The Steelers ran 79 plays to the Saints' 45. 
The Steelers nearly tripled New Orleans in first downs, 28-10. to 10. The Steelers got 217 rush yards to New Orleans' is 29. The Saints had more than two and a half times the penalty yards, 74, than they had rushing yards, 29. Time of possession was 38-56 for Pittsburgh, 21-04 for the Saints. You didn't just lose to Pittsburgh. If you lose that game 27-24 and it's back and forth and you know a couple things happen and they make a kick at the end, Hey, whatever, bro. It's the NFL. Teams sometimes lose. There's only one undefeated team left. Everybody in the NFL loses games. But to just line up and go to Pittsburgh and just get blasted? Get blown out? That's unacceptable. That's inexcusable and unacceptable. And everybody in New Orleans or everybody who's a fan of that franchise should be demanding better. And it falls on two people, three people, and none of them play. It falls on Mickey Loomis for not realizing two or three years ago that their run was over and continuing to try to push the envelope and trade picks and do this and do that for one more run and literally mortgaging the future. It's his fault. It is... Gail Benson's fault for allowing it to happen and losing Sean Payton as a result and seeing that her organization hired Dennis Allen, who doesn't look like he has a clue what he's doing. And then thirdly, it falls on the aforementioned Dennis Allen. What were the Raiders known for in his time in Oakland? Oh, gee, uh, penalties? Oh, gee, a bad execution, poor play. What are the Saints known for right now? Oh, um, bad execution, poor play, poor, you know, inability to line up right, uh, procedure penalties. It's a mess, bro. It's a mess. You're now three and seven. You're literally one of the worst teams in the NFL. You don't have salary cap space. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a head coach. And you don't have a first-round pick this year. Good luck. Good luck. And yet it's not as easy as just saying, oh, bro, well, yeah, Brady's going to retire. The division's not any good. Every single team in the division right now is in better shape than you are going forward. Atlanta and Carolina have cap space. Tampa has a slew of veterans. They can make stuff work there. Tom Brady is actually not playing all that well by his standards. If Tampa fixes their offensive line up a little bit, they're in good shape. You're not. You've got an aging roster full of veteran players who were once in their heyday, who are still good, but are not good enough to want to get you back a ton in a trade, but are also not good enough to win you anything of substance. So if you keep them, you're going to lose. If you trade them, you're going to lose. And the return in a trade won't be great either. This will be one of the biggest off-seasons in the history of the franchise in New Orleans. Because the decisions and how they handle to rebuild this organization, how they handle the process of starting that rebuild, 
are going to go a long way in determining how the next 10 years of this team are going to go. If you cut a player here or there, you move a Cam Jordan, you move a veteran out here or there, you get your quarterback who could play, within a year or two, you can have this fixed. But if you keep putting Band-Aids everywhere, like with what they've done for the last five or six years, instead of fixing the hull of the ship, you just put a Band-Aid on the hull of the ship, there's going to be so much water in that thing that I don't know it'll be able to be saved. Saints got blasted yesterday by Pittsburgh. An offense that was statistically one of the worst offenses in NFL history through eight games. Got 379 yards on you and ran it down your throat for 217 yards. A quarterback in Kenny Pickett who came into the game with two touchdowns and eight interceptions. And you couldn't force a single turnover on him. And you actually let him play well. He ran for 51 yards. He was efficient, 18 of 30, 200 yards passing. That's a mess. That's a mess. The Saints return to the Dome on Sunday. They'll take on the Rams. And they've got a a brutal stretch. A brutal stretch coming. you got to take on the 49ers on the road. Good luck with that. That might be the best team in the NFL. Then you got to play the Bucs on the road. The Bucs are coming around. Then you got to play Atlanta, who's going to be hungry for a playoff spot. At Cleveland, Watson will be back. At Philadelphia, maybe the best team in the NFC. Good luck. It's going to be a rough couple of months for New Orleans. It'll be a rough couple of years for New Orleans. That was an inexcusable and embarrassing loss out in Pittsburgh yesterday. A couple of other things that stood out in the NFL yesterday. What a game between the Bills and the Vikings. The Vikings get a 33-30 win over Buffalo. Justin Jefferson, 10 catches, 193 yards, and a touchdown. Dude was all over the field, made maybe the best catch in NFL history. Patrick Peterson ends the game with an interception that wins the game for the Vikings. Bro, the LSU momentum right now on the field in Baton Rouge is, I mean, it's oozing. But how about in the NFL? Justin Jefferson played maybe the most dominant game that I've ever seen a receiver play yesterday. 10 catches, 193 yards. The Bills had him draped with two and three guys, and it just didn't matter. So happy for that guy. So happy for Patrick Peterson, a guy who I actually went to school with out in Baton Rouge. Goes to show how old he is now. The Vikings are 8-1. and one. And for the Bills, everybody's Super Bowl favorite. They're going to win, and they're going to go, and they're going to go all the way. They turn over the ball like a baker. they got to get that figured out. I think they got the most talented team, but they've got to figure some things out. Another note, Tampa's back. Tampa wins 21-16. They're, I don't know if they're Super Bowl level back, but they're good enough to win the NFC South for sure. Another note real quick, the Colts, Jeff Saturday, man, everybody's cussing Jeff Saturday. Oh, this is embarrassing, blah, 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 blah. He goes on the road and wins 25-20. to 20. And then last but not least, we talk about the Saints and how much of a wreck they are. The Rams are not much farther behind them. The Rams fall yesterday to Arizona 27-17. They're 3-6. and six. There won't be a Super Bowl repeat. You know why? Because the Rams aren't even making the playoffs. It'll be the butt bowl on Sunday whenever the Rams take on the Saints. That's two teams that both don't have a direction right now. 
catch a break when we get back. W's and L's on play-by-play. Stick around. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a butterball grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on honeysuckle or our best choice grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TG Health System. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Programming note, we just got word from the Southeastern Conference that LSU's matchup with Texas A&M two Saturdays from now 
will be a 6 o'clock kickoff out in College Station. It will be broadcast on ESPN. So the Tigers get a night game against the Texas A&M Aggies. So that'll be fun. That'll make a lot of people happy um, a couple days after Thanksgiving. Um, let's go through our W's and L's. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about here. Talking about Texas A&M, I guess, is a good segue into our first L. You, we usually go W first. Let's go the, with the first L because he's kind of like an honorary uh, weekly L, right? Like we we hand this one out once a week. A weekend L goes to Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies. The Aggies are now 3-7. and seven. They have lost one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. They are 1-6 on the SEC season. They lost 13-10 to 10 against Auburn, who is probably the second-worst team in the SEC West. Texas A&M bought a recruiting class, didn't have any clue what to do with it because Jimbo Fisher, the head football coach there, is a dunce. And now they're having internal issues because the guys who are there aren't necessarily committed to the team so much as they are the paycheck. So you've got a bunch of immature 18- to 20-year-old kids who have been paid handsomely, who are not performing on the field, and the head coach is going to get fired because of it. <laughs> Straight up, he's going to get fired because of it. If he doesn't get fired because of it, then Texas A&M doesn't have the unlimited resources that they claim to have. Because, yeah, the buyout is steep. It's going to cost $80-plus million to get that man out of there. But guess what? If you got the money that you claim to have in College Station, you make that move and you make that move tomorrow. Because being 3-7... and seven, Three and seven is not good enough. Their only wins on the year came over Miami, who is terrible. Sam Houston, who's a smaller school that they kind of bullied earlier in the year. And they beat Arkansas. Guess how they beat Arkansas? By a miracle. Arkansas fumbled at the goal line. Fumbled on the goal line. If not for that, they would be two and eight. Two and eight. They got UMass Saturday. I would assume they would win that. Then they got LSU. And no matter how they finish the season, even if they beat LSU in the finale, which I guess is conceivable, right? LSU struggled at times this year. Even if they were to win that game, they're not going to a bowl. That program deserves better. They need to at least be in a bowl game, for goodness sake. My goodness, A&M. Jimbo Fisher, you get an L, as you tend to do every single week. Weekend W, boy, how things change. Because we're talking about Jimbo and how things went wrong. Harold Perkins was an A&M commitment until signing day last year. He flipped to LSU. Boy, you talk about how things change. Harold Perkins get a, gets a W. A million different reasons why he should get a W, but we'll start with the obvious. Four sacks, you know, crushing opponents and doing whatever, just absolutely dominating the game, playing beautifully. He's the best freshman football player in the country. He's one of the best college football players in the country. Harold Perkins gets a weekend W for his excellent play. Weekend L goes to Dak Prescott of my Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott's not good enough to win a Super Bowl with. I've been saying it since the day he got his contract. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm always going to be a Cowboys fan. But I also am a realist, and I know and I understand when my team has misgivings. The Cowboys are not going to be good enough to win the world championship as long as Dak Prescott is the quarterback. It just is what it is. Too many mistakes. Too many inaccuracies. <clears throat> He's now played several games this season. He barely has more touchdowns than interceptions. 
He's 2-2 two and two as a starter and barely has more touchdowns than interceptions. I'm tired of hearing, oh, the receiver ran the wrong route. I'm tired of hearing, oh, you know, this guy's injured, Ezekiel Elliott's out. I'm tired of hearing that because none of those things were a factor when Cooper Rush was playing. None of those things. And I'll go so far as to say if Cooper Rush was playing yesterday, they would have beat Green Bay because he wouldn't have thrown an interception in the red zone. He wouldn't have been getting sacked because he would have handled the line of scrimmage better. Dak Prescott gets a weekend L. He ain't good enough. And as long as he's the quarterback in Dallas, the Cowboys are not winning the Super Bowl, not going anywhere fast. Weekend W goes to Jeff Saturday of the Indianapolis Colts. Boy, everybody was kicking Jeff Saturday last week. Oh, man, he's not a coach. He's not, has no coaching experience. Blah, 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 on and on and on. And it continued on the pregame shows. Bill Cowers calling out Jeff Saturday and saying it's a disgrace to the coaching profession. The Colts beat the Vegas Raiders 25-20 to yesterday and looked much better. Looked much better yesterday than they had under the previous regime. Look, here's the thing. And I was one of them, right? I was one of the guys kicking the Colts organization last, last week. I was kind of sipping the Kool-Aid. I've kind of thought about this a little bit, right? What's better? If you're an organization or a franchise that's now 4-5-1, and one, look, you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. If you're an organization or a franchise that's trying to figure some things out, what's better? Throwing a dart at the wall and trying out Jeff Saturday, which may work out great, or it may be a train wreck, or giving the team for the rest of the season to a known uh guy who can't handle an organization like John Fox, who's on staff. What What's better, trying Jeff Saturday or giving John Fox his 50th opportunity to prove that he's not capable of being a head coach? Oh, and I hear, I, I hear everybody. Oh, well, 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 Casey, John Fox is 133 and 121 as a head coach. He's also gotten fired from Carolina. He's gotten let go from Denver. He's got let go from Chicago. His last head coaching stint was 14 and 34 for the Bears. Give somebody else a chance. Give somebody else a chance. I, I'm okay with at least trying something new. If you know that you're not in position to win it all, at least try something new. They did, and they won Sunday. Looked pretty good doing it. Weekend L goes to Michael Thomas. I'm so fed up with Michael Thomas. Cannot leave the city of New Orleans soon enough. On Sunday morning, a tweet was posted, I believe by Adam Schefter, but maybe by some other NFL a reporter or analyst, basically saying, hey, Josh Allen is going to play. The training staff in Buffalo has been working tirelessly throughout the week to make sure that he can't further injure himself and all that good stuff. Michael Thomas subtweeted that tweet and said, oh, well, that's the way it's done, which is basically a slap in the face to the Saints training staff and an accusation that they have a substandard training staff. You know what's substandard, Michael Thomas? The fact that last year you were told to have an ankle surgery and said, nah, bro, I got this. I'm going to rehab this on my own. And then coming back three, four months later, whenever the injury didn't heal and getting the surgery and missing the whole year. Michael Thomas is an embarrassment. An embarrassment. And the fact that he constantly gives these little jabs, these little subtle jabs to where you don't know for sure if he's mad, but you just kind of think that he is because he's too much of a coward to get behind a mic and say he's angry and to say he's disgruntled, grow up. Grow up. If you have a problem with the Saints organization, be a man and say it. Get off damn Twitter and grow up. 
Tell us how you feel. Real life isn't lived through emojis and memes and gifts. If you got something to say, say it. Tired of that dude, man. Get, get him out. Get him out. He is burning that locker room. Get him out. Weekend W goes to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are starting to get better organized. The Bucks are starting to play better. They're protecting Tom a little more. He was 22 of 29, 258, two touchdowns and a pick. The Bucks have won two games in a row. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're going to win the NFC South. Um, Tampa's got it rolling. They're starting to play better. Two straight wins. Um, they're heading into a matchup with Cleveland, who's still without Watson, out of the bye week. Um, Tampa's starting to get a little momentum. They're going to grab control of this division. Weekend L goes to Will Levis of Kentucky. Look, there are some dudes that I end up thinking like, man, that, this dude's graded way too high and thought way too much of by the draft analyst. Will Levis is graded as the number two quarterback in the next NFL draft. I don't even think he's an SEC starting quarterback, much less an NFL starting quarterback. Against Vanderbilt, y'all, not talking about against Alabama or Tennessee or Georgia or LSU, against Vanderbilt. And look, they weren't making the treacherous road trip to Nashville, right? They were playing at home against Vanderbilt. Will Levis was 11 of 23, 109, and an interception. 11 of 23, 109, and an interception. You can't complete passes against Vanderbilt. And you guys are trying to convince me that he's going to be a professional quarterback? A guy who should be a first-round top 10 pick? Hell no. Hell no. What would Joe Burrow have done his senior year at LSU against a, a team like Vanderbilt? He would have thrown for 500 yards and LSU would have won 60-10. to 10. Will Levis... Threw for 100 yards and lost 24-21. to 21. It was Vanderbilt's first SEC win in forever. No way that dude should be a first-round pick. No way. Weekend W goes to the Nichols Colonels. The Colonels got a victory over Texas A&M Commerce 12-10 on Saturday, snapping a losing streak. The Colonels got a late-game safety, which flipped a 10-10 tie. It's not been a good football season for Nichols, y'all. We know that. Uh, we've talked about that throughout the fall. It's not been a good season. But it is good to see a team that is continuing to play hard through adversity. And Nichols at home got a win in a game that, frankly, they weren't supposed to get a win in. And that's good to see. Commerce had a better record coming in. We're expected to win the game. And Nichols said not today and played well and got it done. Weekend L goes to the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks were in contention for the college football playoff. But they did what the Oregon Ducks always do, and they gagged it away. They're the number six team in the country. They lost to number 25, Washington, 37-34. to Had opportunities to win the game. But again, analytics. Oh, bro, we're going to go for it on fourth down. We ain't going to kick field goals, blah, 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 blah. Cost Oregon points and cost Oregon the game. Washington gets the victory. Oregon gets their second loss. Adios, amigo. You are not going to the playoffs, good sir. Weekend W, not a weekend, I guess, I guess kind of a Monday W, goes to bring Kelso and the Vanderbilt Catholic cross-country team. Kelso won the individual cross-country championship at the state level, and the Vanderbilt girls won the team cross-country state title. Congratulations to Kelso. 
who's an amazing, amazing student athlete in our area. She's been winning championships and she's a very young girl out there at Vanderbilt and she caps off her high school career winning the cross-country individual state championship. Weekend L goes to the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are a mess. They still haven't won a road game this season. They're the defending NBA champions. And look, the instinct is to not weigh too much into the NBA regular season. But at some point, you do have to start winning, right? I mean, they're 5-8. and eight. Like, you can't just be below 500. At some point, you got to start winning. They lost to the Kings 122-115 to last night. They're 0-7 on the road this year. Haven't won a road game. Klay Thompson, a big part of their team, is one of the worst statistical players in the NBA right now. He's shooting 35% from the field, has a player efficiency rating of 8.59, which is terrible. That'd be like a batting average of 160 in Major League Baseball. It's been rough. Weekend W goes to Joel Embiid on the flip side to that. Embiid has a, almost a 60-point game yesterday on the second night of a back-to-back for the 76ers. And then one more because I'm up against a break. A Weekend W goes to or a weekend L rather goes to everyone who's got to face the LSU women's basketball team because my God, have you guys seen what they've been doing in three games this season? The LSU women's basketball team has won 125 to 50, 111 to 41, and 107 to 34. They're winning by 70 every game. They have won by 70 plus every single game this season. Coach Mulkey has that team rolling. They take the floor again Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll tell you how to bet Monday Night Football tonight. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. You can depend on a Mueller metal roof. We were fortunate enough to be able to build a house on family land, and we've really enjoyed being out here. We couldn't ask for a better place to raise our boys. Our home builder, I don't believe, had ever had an experience with working with Mueller and had nothing but great things to say about the company, about the process. Everybody was professional. If anybody mentions the word metal, we say we know a guy and give them the phone number to Mueller. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Rouse's Markets, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun, KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 f.m. 
I want to thank my pal, Coach Brian Colley, for his time today. Tomorrow, we're going to get Stan. We'll talk. We'll have a lot of basketball coaches on this week and kind of set the stage there, get you guys ready to roll for basketball season locally. Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 and Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. As much as I've enjoyed giving you today's show, I thought it's been a pretty good one. And if you are just catching it now and wondering, hey, what did KC have to say about LSU and the Saints? And you could catch it in the podcast library. We'll have that up in, oh, about a half hour or so. Uh, let's tell you about Monday Night Football uh, tonight. I like the Reds. Oh, listen to me. I'm about to say the Redskins. I'm about to get canceled. I like the Commanders tonight. Shame, shame on me. I like the Washington Commanders tonight to cover 11.5 points against the Eagles. Since making the move to Taylor Heineke, the Commanders have been much better. They've been much more competitive. And I think that just 11.5 in a divisional game, like a big rivalry game, just feels like a lot. Just feels like a lot. Very rarely do you see those games end up being like big blowouts. So I think that that one will be um, closer than people expect. And tonight, I think that you'll see Washington cover that number. Another thing I like tonight, I like Antonio Gibson over 35 and a half rushing. I think that the commander's game plan is going to be to try to run and keep it away. So I think that that'll be a big part of what they're trying to do. In the NBA tonight, another pick that I'll give to you is I like the Clippers minus five over Houston, and I like the Warriors minus seven and a half over the Spurs. I just told you my thoughts on Golden State and how I thought that they were struggling and everything of the sort. At home tonight against San Antonio, I think they'll bounce back and get that feel-good feeling again. Something to um, you know, maybe start building some of that momentum that we talked about just a second ago. Let's wrap up right here. I want to thank everybody for listening. It's been a wonderful show today. Tomorrow we'll be back at it. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Uh, stay bundled up because the, the, the cold is coming, my friends. If you're at a gym tonight and you got my number, shoot me a score for the game that you're at. We'll be keeping tabs on everything happening locally. You've been listening to play-by-play on Kaylee B. Casey just going to wrap it up. Have a great rest of the day. Same time tomorrow. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.